1: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
2: You're listening to Comedy Central.
3: (coughs) Now hiring. You're not ready for this one, JG.
4: Am I ever? (laughs) Yo,
3: yo. We have a growing legion of listeners that are cutthroat. When I tell you they're cutthroat, the job fair audience is cutthroat. This one isn't even from me. This is from a lovely friend on the Internet on Instagram. I'm not going to say their name because I don't want nobody tracking them down and talking trash to them. Now hiring an international job opening for Duke, a.k.a. Queen's husband position recently became open will probably be a short term contract (laughs) given the Queen's age, but comes with lots of perks. Must love racism.
5: Oh, that's you quality. were going somewhere. Oh, that's you were going
4: somewhere.
3: I wasn't going nowhere. I'm just reading what somebody emailed me. <laughs> that is awful. That's accurate. It's accurate. I'm, Prince I'm Philip. Say, nope. I'm not disrespecting them. They just. They just. Is the Queen single? Yes or no?
5: Yes. yes or no?
3: Is the, the Duke ma- not a position? that she could be hiring for? Yes or no?
5: Yes. But I don't think it works that way. (laughs) You can make Uh, that face, but I don't think it works that way.
3: I am Roy. This is my job fair. Oh, episode one without Cody, JG. How are you doing?
5: I'm good. How are
3: you? I feel better now knowing that, you know, the void that Cody left was people not like we needed Cody because Cody would always say something just a little evil, not completely evil, but a little evil. And would redeem himself throughout the course of the program. But clearly, as we can see from the top of the show, there's still heinous people that are here to fill the void saying terrible things. The queen is hiring for the position of duke. <laughs> R.I.P. to you, field dog. But we got to get the next duke in here.
5: Not next that man clearly. up.
3: <laughs> That's what they do in football when somebody, you know, in the water.
5: Next man up. But you're more of a baseball guy, so it should be on deck.
3: Yeah, who's on deck for the queen?
5: that's so wrong
3: All right, let me stop I'm not I'm being disrespectful I'm being disrespectful uh, we're back this week uh, gonna be a wonderful wonderful show we are mm-hmm. going to explore some worlds of employment a uh, very special friend gonna jump in here on worst and first also we're gonna stop down in the M.I.A.O for the job fair today we're gonna see what's going on down there in Miami are you one of those people that says Miami like that
5: I just say Miami it's One of those just
3: that, Miami. Do you also say Hot Lanta like I an do asshole?
5: not. No. Oh my gosh,
3: <laughs> none of those things. Hey man, hit down the Hot Lanta. You yeah, have been down
5: the Hot before. All right. I'm guilty of uh,
3: calling
5: it the A.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, everybody calls it the A. I'm with that. Uh, but yeah, we're back to do what we always do. Uh, we do wish Cody the best. Thank you for all of the um, the emails. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we can't if Cody puts it out there where he's working. That's fine, but Otherwise, we'll let that man start his matriculation through the world of entertainment uh, nice and cozy and quietly. Uh, JG, I saw a list that I wanted to discuss with you.
5: But wait, before you discuss this list with me, we have to say thank you to you because Cody, this show did exactly what it's supposed to do. Get people jobs,
3: Roy. No, that's not what the show is supposed to do. The what is show, the show supposed to do? This show, this acoustical radio presentation yes. is to get people other than the people who work on the show <laughs> an idea of where to pivot. You're not supposed to be a co-host on the show and then you yourself fucking pivot off of the show. That wasn't my goal. I'm happy for him. Absolutely. I'm happy it happened. Yes, but we're down a man. Next man up. <laughs> Who are going to replace Cody. Next man in the podcast chair. <laughs>
5: okay. It That's is so what it
3: is. I don't. I mean that in full respect. In full respect to whomever the queen dates after Prince Philip.
5: You really think she's going to date someone?
3: Why not? You're single. Get on Tinder. What's out there? How old is this woman? That's ageist. Are you saying... That she can't
5: go out? Where is she going? It's not ages. She's not oh. dating anyone else. She's been married to this. Anyway, start your show. Start. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All
3: right. So we have, uh, this, this is a quick list I want to get to before we get to worse than first here. Um, I saw this. Our good friends over at Inc.com. Mm-hmm. I-N-C.com. Now, this is something, and I'm not joking about this. I'm very self-conscious of the type of leader that I am. I don't think I'm a good leader. And when I look back at my time 10 years ago, when I was hosting my morning show in Birmingham, it's the one thing that I really felt like I could have done a better, like I understood all of the technicals of radio Mm -hmm. and do this and say this and how to make the joke, but just basic relationships with people within my crew, that was the first time that I was the head of the snake. And in a lot of ways, I felt like I fumbled the ball. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, you listen to this program and you're looking for ways to pivot or a lot of you are already working jobs and you're somebody's supervisor. Uh, Inc.com. I'm going to read these and you tell me if you agree with them or not. I have some opinions. Uh, The way you give feedback is wrong. Here's how to do it. All right. So the people at Inc.com, they're basically trying to break down, basically, you know, like we talked about before, effective communicating. Yes. With people. You just can't roll up to somebody and say, You ain't shit. Get it no. together. You could, but they're gonna steal stuff when you're not looking. So it's not <laughs> a smart move. Uh first and foremost, you have to praise first. That's what this list says. Okay. You know, and and not in the sense of like, you do good, but here's where you suck. But keep doing good. Like it says, keep it real. Tell them what you appreciate about them and why. If you get in the habit of giving positive reinforcement to people, they'll be all ears when you point out areas for improvement.
5: Okay. I'll, I'll tell you that this is true. Actually, you as my supervisor you say I'm the white blood cells of this show. And I appreciate that. That's nice praise. You haven't told me where I screwed up yet. But because
3: you don't, it's not a preemptive. Aww. Like this, this is basically saying be nice because you know sooner or later you're going to have to shit on them. <laughs> I, I, I'm not questioning the people at Inc.com and the people who wrote this article. Justin mm-hmm. Barrizo, if you want to reach out to Justin. Uh, way number two. To uh, give good feedback at the job, there's four ways here. Give your people a chance to speak.
6: Uh-huh.
3: If you give critical feedback, it pays to let the other person speak first. It gives them a degree of control, so that you're so that you're having a conversation instead of just you speaking to them or at them. Ask them questions like, "How do you feel? How can I help?" What are your biggest challenges right now?
5: It sounds like therapy. That's
3: fair, though. Yeah. If I ask you what your biggest challenges are at this job and you can't answer it, you're a dumb motherfucker and I don't want to work with sure. you. Next man up. <laughs> Get your ass up out of here. Admit your own failures.
5: Mm. I don't know good. if I agree with that.
3: Everyone hates a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. But we love learn-it-alls. Those who can admit they don't know everything and the lessons they've learned.
5: I agree with that, but I'm not going to just come up and say, I broke something. I might send you an email, but I don't want to do it face to face.
3: By seeing you're willing to make yourself as vulnerable as them, they'll be willing to learn from your experience. Admit your own failures. And lastly, thank the other person. Yeah. I don't like that one. Why not thanking people absolutely it's not easy to take constructive feedback and even if you deliver it well so thank the person for being open to listening mm-hmm. and improving justin barizo maybe we should have justin on the show we should have just reached out to him to have him so i could have debated him on this you know don lemon cnn tonight style because <laughs> look at this look fit. at this list let's just look at this list you're an employee and I got mm-hmm. a problem with you. Yes. First thing I got to do is fucking thank you. Let you talk. Admit I'm a failure. And then fucking tell you thank you. When do I get to cuss you out? <laughs> you don't.
5: That's not how management works, Roy. Well, that's unfortunate.
3: <laughs> that's unfortunate.
5: No, it's not. It's not.
3: Well, you're you're a leader of departments within mm-hmm. the fine educational institution that you are a Absolutely. part of that I'm not allowed to geographically locate. How do you handle giving feedback to people that need feedback? Do we need these things on the list? Do these ring true for you?
5: Everything with the exception of pointing out my faults. And that's something I actually have to work on. But everything else.
3: Why? Because you don't. Because you think you're perfect or that's just a reckoning that you don't want to have in front of that person?
5: It's not a reckoning that I want to have in front of that person. I'm not perfect by any means. However, I work really hard to make sure I chase excellence. That's my deal. I chase excellence. So that's my problem. If we had to call it a problem.
3: OK. All right. That's fine. So
0: Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. It's Justin Barrizo
3: at Inc.com for putting that list together. Thank you very much, Justin, for helping me be a better leader. All right, worst and first, what we always do, this part of the show, uh, Worst and first, as always, brought to you by Leo Deblin Space College. JG, white people are leaving the Earth soon, and you're going to have to get a job. Get the training you need in six short weeks for a job in the intergalactic outer space world that we are expanding to. Uh, in six short weeks at Leo Dublin Space College, you can be qualified for satellite repair, Mars rover tire changing, or as always, moon janitor. Blackpeoplespacecollege.com, six short weeks, $85. You can get that from your mama. Uh, worse than first time, this is where we have people call in and uh, share with us either your worst job or your first job. These are real people. JG, who do we have racked up right now?
5: We have Bo Money, and I believe he's in Atlanta.
3: Okay. I'm in New York City, in fact. Really? oh, Bo Money from. Wait a minute, I recognize that voice, ladies and gentlemen. That's Bo Money Jones, Bo Money yes, yes. Jones.
7: Yes, 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 yes. I'm <laughs> waving my hand like people can see me.
3: The <laughs> host of the Right Time on the wonderful, wonderful ESPN Disney Podcast Network, and you see him across a litany of channels. I got to You know, you know, what we got to do at some point, Bo. At some point in all of this scripted shit that I'm doing. If I can ever get any of it greenlit to actually be on TV. <laughs> you will. Um, I've got to get you on the show. Like, you know what I always love? I always love when they have journalists play journalists. And then that's still, and it's technically an acting credit.
7: Right. Now you need to have you do like Stephen A. Stephen A. play a bodyguard on a General Hospital. Or like a mob Hitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a recurring role on General Hospital. And I assure you, of all the things that this life has allowed Stephen A. Smith to do, that is number one for him as like coolest things. Hmm.
3: (laughs) Where do I stand? Stand right here? Okay, and action.
7: (laughs) Oh, and I guarantee you, I bet he was taking every direction, whole nine. I guarantee you he was all the way in it.
3: Humble as fuck, man. Well, we already know that the folks that have been blessed enough to hear me on your wonderful, wonderful acoustical radio presentation know that we could talk forever, but I won't bore our people with our interests. Uh, We just here to talk about terrible jobs, bro. We're going yeah. to talk about terrible jobs and job opportunities that's out there for people. Uh, but we'll do that later. From you, man, give me either your worst job or your first job that you can recount from your yeah, life.
7: I was thinking about it, and I think my first job was my worst job. Mm. Like, I had a couple of Whack Nights bartending, one. right? Like, those weren't great. But my first job, I was busing tables at Ruckers by Willowbrook Mall in Houston, mm. right? And so... Part of what was interesting about doing that job was that when I applied for it, they told me the title was guest services representative. And they gave all these stories about what you would be doing. And you just go to the table, ask (laughs) guests how their food is, refill drinks. Um, And they're like, yeah, and you can, some days you might come home with like $20 in tips. Like, keep in mind, it's 1996. So like $20 in tips sound i ain't never got a tip that whole year i worked at that damn place minimum and, wage and,
3: four and a quarter yeah foot ruckers is is this by the black mall or the white mall oh
7: white God. mall white mall i don't know if there's a foot ruckers by the black mall to be honest i don't think that was part of the business plan <laughs> it's So the
3: black model establishment
7: right right like like walmart didn't black get black like mall. neighborhoods until like 2005 right like it's kind of the the, the same sort of thing and so in the end, what I did was bus tables at Fuddruckers. Like, mm. like they, they, but they had an actual bus title. Like they were, at, you know, bus was a whole different place that involved a whole lot more work. And from what I can tell, if you wanted that job, you better not come in there speaking no English. That's not who they were looking for to do that job as So bus. they're
3: trying to exploit. Mexican labor.
7: Yes. Yes. It's kind of like the time I went to the Chinese buffet in Durham and they had a help wanted sign and they didn't even bother putting it in English. It was just in Spanish. Oh.
3: (laughs) Like this is not even for you. We don't even want you here. Right.
7: Right. Right. Like there's a world in which people would be offended like, yo, yo, we're losing the country. This is only in Spanish until they realize, oh, I wouldn't want to read that. No way. So Fuddruckers, that was the first gig and the worst gig.
3: What's the difference in what you did and what an actual busboy did?
7: Oh, the difference like was, so I would go to the table and like, when you were done eating, get your little basket that your burger was in, or get, you know, your, your cup and take it over to this little stand. And then you put the stuff in a you
8: horribly it, disgusting
7: mix of water and Ugh. soap, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, the blue know, juice. Yeah, the blue, the blue juice. juice. No. yeah, the blue juice, right? And I go back in the back <laughs> and when it was time to, change out the bag of soda you know what i'm saying that was my job yeah. to go in there and do that but the bus guys they had to come lift that heavy ass tub full of those things and then take them to the back hmm.
3: so you were like the pre-busser yes that pre busted tables and then yes
7: yes and like so at you're the basically end of the night-
3: a bar back slash half bus boy
7: Yeah. Yeah. But without all the heavy bar back lifted, you know what I mean? So like at the end of the night, it would take me like 30 minutes to close. I got to refill the napkins at the tables and salt and pepper. So in the morning they can get ready to go. But the bus staff, they they was there much nothing. They never walked out when I did.
3: (laughs) So how did you ultimately leave this job? Because restaurant work, there's never. It's never a grand exit unless you're like a manager of some sort. Like, I've well, always argued that food service, I don't I don't really think there's a lot of triumphant exits.
7: Yeah, so how I left that job cuz it was my senior year of high school and like I didn't need the money per se, right? Hmm. But it was much easier to go to work and get the money than to ask my parents for the money. And if the girls knew that you had a job, they presumed you had money in a way that made you seem. But we used, to, we used to walk through the mall with our apron on. You know what I'm saying? Our messed up little <laughs> denim shirt and everything else. No, oh, I man, don't know be,
3: what you're saying.
7: No, oh, man. That
3: meant we had some bread, dog.
7: That
3: we, I'll never forget once,
7: man. I went and tried to holler at a girl in my uniform at the mall. And she looked at me. She's like, you don't remember me from FUD records? I came in with my dad. I was like actually no I I do not and I don't oh. know if you see this as a positive or negative I have no idea but she was entertaining the conversation and so how I left was I graduated from high school on a Saturday and on Sunday obviously I took the day off but the manager, we had this ambitious manager who was explaining to me how he had been on the fast track when he worked at Pizza Hut, because he made assistant manager by 19, (laughs) which is in fact the fast track, but I had never thought of it as the fast track because you were the assistant manager at Pizza Hut and I aspired for more. And so he calls the house, and I hadn't been home yet. He calls the house, my brother answers, my brother's 13 years older than me, keep in mind, right? So my brother answers and he's like, yo, what's going on, you know, hello, like, is Bomani here? No, he's not. He's like, well, this is uh, Brian from Fuddruckers we were just wondering if he could come take a shift today. And they're like, well, we haven't seen Bo. Um, and you know, he graduated from high school yesterday Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, yeah, well, when he gets in, can you have us call him? He was like, I will tell you now, um, I won't have him call you. He won't be Fud rucking today. And I doubt he'll (laughs) Fud ruck on the first. And after that, after I got home, my brother told me that this had happened and, eventually a couple things I may have done at the time were going to catch up to me. And I was like, you know oh. what? This is a good day to quit. And so I just came up and was like, man, I just want to enjoy my summer, man. That's all it comes down to. And I was out. All
3: right. We get you out of here. One more question. One more question. All right. Money Jones from the right time. ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, journalist extraordinaire. Oh wait, sidebar. So JG, As a woman,
5: yes.
3: Take me and Bo back to your high school days. You're in the mall. Mm -hmm. You've just walked out of Jeans Glory, (laughs) or um, that might be a Southern joint. You just walked out
7: of simply Six Chess King. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) You just walked out of Chess King. Yes. And a young gentleman walks up to you in a mustard-stained (laughs) front-ruckus apron, and goes, "What's up, Miss Lady?" Could he get the digits?
5: I remember 96. The answer would have been absolutely no. And I would have kept walking. I am not.
7: Here's here's the thing, though. She was looking at me first. Uh Nice. She was looking at me. She remembered
5: you. She remembered you. You didn't Uh,
1: remember her.
7: I'm just telling you this from my experience in life. um, Women got all these things that would never work on them. Yet somehow all the dudes who do those things have women um y'all 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 are the asteriskin people in the world when it comes to this all this ain't nobody gonna do this but then in the end you realize you stuck with us there's some shit you about to put up with and you know what it might be i'm in my work uniform at six foot two can i mention that part because it's like high school six two went a long way
3: that's okay. like seven one
5: at forty. Are you dating her now, or seriously involved with her now? Yes, well, or 20, now? Well, No, twenty four. Yes yeah,
7: twenty four years later, I was not able to like keep it cracking, and so no, I am not. I am not dating her. Thank now. you, thank you. I tell you this though, on payday, if I if if if, if, if 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 I had shown up like yo, I'm about to go cash this check. You trying to roll for me, and I'm getting back that hundred twenty dollars. Uh, something tells me she'd have been with it. Okay. High school,
3: one hundred and twenty dollars. That's you may as well rob a Brinks truck.
7: Yeah. Well, also here's the other part too, man. And I'm like, I'm speaking on this generally, but you'll Mm -hmm. understand my point. You' are talking about if a dude came up to you in the mustard stain shirt and tried to holler at you. We ain't talking about a dude. Uh Oh. We talking about me. Okay. Now, maybe that works for you. Maybe it don't. I don't really have an answer for that. Okay. But I will tell you. Me in the mustard stain shirt might have a better chance than some of my co workers in a mustard stain shirts, and I might not have right. as good a chance as some of the others. The moral of the story, as somebody once told me, do not lie to women if she likes you, she'll take care of that for herself. You'll be oh. like, Oh, that wasn't even mustard. No,
5: no, in fact, Ooh. I look like gourmet mustard. Whatever, let's go back to 96 really quickly. Uh-huh. Did you go on a date with the woman, yes or no?
7: No, 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 I, got I a told phone you, but didn't call her. Oh
5: whoa <laughs> wait a minute pipi,
7: pipi. <laughs> i was busy because it was, my, it was the second semester senior year i had a lot of things to do
3: yeah it's time to go he headed out of state i gotta go to clark atlanta baby like that time after college graduation to when you leave for college is a weird no man's land yes agreed. you don't really remember but it was meaningful like you said goodbyes to people but then like you're looking back and looking forward at the same time I don't remember much about that period other than delivering steaks I had a raggedy ass it was 96 I had a 87 Dodge Aries and I delivered steaks in the white side of town JG you know what I'm talking about I delivered in Mountain Brook, Hoover, all Mm -hmm. high society because I thought I would get better tips if I delivered in white neighborhoods but what I didn't take into count was driving a braggedy car as a black man in a white neighborhood. I got pulled over so much mm-hmm. that it fucked with my delivery times. Ah. So, like it's like y'all couldn't into my cat like the turnover wasn't like it was this OG shit called takeout taxi, which is like the OG mm-hmm. Uber Eats where you had a walkie-talkie in your car. You went you drove to dispatch and clocked in, you picked up a walkie-talkie. And then you would just pick up food around this. Hey, nigga, go to TGI Fridays and take it. To, and then I would get out my Rand Mc, McNally Atlas oh my God. and find the street and bring you your. So it was it was already a time consuming job. But I would have never thought with that big ass, like even as a man with a car with that big ass takeout taxi sign on the top of my car. I never thought to just pull up to a girl waiting on the bus and be like, hey, what's up? That's that's that's
7: because you're not from Texas. So this is something that you have to understand about Texas that I think is a little bit different than other places. Like Detroit is similar to Texas in this regard. but This is a big thing about Texas. Don't nobody care how you got the money just as long as you got it, right? Like if you you are an investment banker and you make a quarter million dollars a year or you make a quarter million dollars a year running your landscaping business, it's still a quarter million dollars a year. The job just indicated I got a little bit of money in my pocket, and that is that that is an important signal to send because Texas all about money. Like that's where I'm at with this one right now. You know, hey man, you ain't never holler nobody while you was working.
5: If you can holler at them while you working, why can't you holler at them when you off work? Because that apron is disgusting.
7: It is. It is. Solid you know what? Why would Solid you
5: walk line. out the door in that apron?
7: Because I was on a break from work, and so we went to walk through the mall.
5: What are you supposed
3: to do, JG? He's supposed to hide in the cut, he's supposed to have a break shirt, he's supposed to change into.
5: Yes, absolutely. You talked about this nasty blue water, you talked about all this disgusting stuff, and then you walked out in the mall. Job fair, we are back.
7: It might be, but let's be honest here. I was a 16-year-old boy. Like, if you was going to let disgusting be the thing to hold you up, then you was going to be dating dudes that was breaking the law.
4: I digress. Okay.
7: Which, I mean, for what it's worth, maybe you did. Right? Like, I, you know, I went to high school once. I, You know, we don't all make great decisions. I understand how that goes. But I'm just saying, if you wanted somebody refined,
5: then, I, sorry, you hadn't gotten that far along in the game. i digressed. It's all you. <laughs> you win.
3: I've taken enough of your time, Bomani Jones, brother. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you for humbly calling into the job fair. Seriously, Jacqueline? Yes. A dude in a uniform but he was six two in high school. I was five seven. I'm six two now. Six one, but I'm but in high school I was five. I didn't get no, I didn't get no growth spurt until college.
5: How tall are you now?
3: 6'2", barely. Okay. I'm that argument 6'2", where I say I'm 6'2", and then some nigga that's really (laughs) 6'2 challenges me to a back-to-back standoff. (laughs) Oh,
4: my gosh.
3: That's what men do. You ain't 6'2", motherfucker. Put your shoulder next to my shoulder, and we will measure. This is the official measurements, even though torsos can be low. Whatever.
5: It's not the apron. It's not the work. It's the disgusting stuff. That's on the apron. Why would you leave anywhere like that? Again, 16 years old. You don't even know any better, but I digress.
3: Coming up after the break, we're going to get into the jobs. If you are a man in a mustard shirt, email the job fair and let us know <laughs> how the hell Jacqueline going to talk crazy about y'all. You probably hate on mechanics, too, because, oh, no, you have oil on oh, your nails.
5: No. Not at all, because I drive an old car. I need to make sure so that somebody can fix this thing.
3: Okay, so a mechanic is all right. Oh, you have oil on your hands. My name is Jacqueline. What's your
5: Absolutely. Find? Do you know anything about a V6 engine? <laughs> it's
3: a job fair. We'll be right back. Exploring the world of careers after this.
0: at purdueglobal.edu.
1: 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take the dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized an already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It's time to get into the part of the show where we look at the world of employment. You know, this is where we talk to real people that are out there they're hiring and look these jobs might not be where you live okay but it's going to give you an idea of where you could look for employment where you are and even if you got a good job we're just going to ask a couple questions about the world find out about your fellow brethren uh, JG I know we're getting ready to go down to MIAO well the honorable Trick Daddy Dollars is the mayor the you unofficial mayor he is. Yeah, he I've, I've been told that as well um <laughs> Trick's the mayor, Luke's the King, I'm Mr. Three or Five. Yeah, Mr. Pitbull. Also known, I had to mumble, I had to repeat Pitbull's lyrics from Born and Raised <laughs> to make sure I remember <laughs> what he said. Uh have you met, have you met Luke or Trick Daddy any of these? I got cussed out by Trick Daddy at a um at a Ooh. charity game in college.
5: No, I don't see Trick Daddy doing that, but I did meet Luke in my 20s. Mm. You know
3: what, I'm scared. I don't even think I want to know what happened after that. Because the way you said, uh, it's like you was at a Luke dancer audition.
5: No, I promise. I was not at an audition. He came to a club when I was in college. I was the person who was the driver of all my girlfriends. And, you know, me, I talked to everybody. So I just walked backstage and there he was. And he was like, hey, how you doing? I was like, hey, how you doing? And he's very nice and intelligent. He said, "Are you enjoying yourself?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "You need anything?" I said, "I'm good." Nice to meet you. He just walked away.
3: The the sidebar. The trick daddy incident was completely my fault because he was out of breath what and I was do? I was bugging him for a quote. I was with the campus paper. I was trying to get a quote from one of the celebrities, and he was just tired. Was, get your ass out my face, fuck nigga! Like he didn't know I was a journalist. I wasn't wearing a hat that said press. He just thought I was some dude with a tape recorder in his face. Like that's awkward. I get it. It's the nineties. I met Luke Campbell. I, I won't speak on the circumstances cause it makes other people guilty and I ain't no snitch. Um, but it was a party and there were, and it was dancers there. And you know, like that from a marketing standpoint, that's part of what two live crew did that I thought was always so dope was yes. figuring out ways to grassroots and like underground Promote themselves because you know, they got it, it, We all know the journey of them through mainstream radio. Mm-hmm. um I saw Luke in the corner. There were women popping and twerking, and Luke was in the corner reading the Wall Street Journal.
5: I told you. That's all Brilliant. you need to know about man. the man.
3: That's all you yeah. need to know about the man. And does a lot of dope stuff down there for the children down there in Miami. I, I honestly don't think that Luther Campbell gets the respect he deserves for the battles that he fought in court for hip hop music. Mm hmm. Now, that's a conversation uh, for another day. Uh, I know we're going down to Miami today for the job fair. Uh, who do we have on the line, JG?
5: We actually have Will and also Jasmine. They own a family business, a cleaning service. Pulse. Black-owned business alert. Bur, bur, bur.
3: We're going to put a sound effect or something in there right there. We need a sound effect. We need a black-owned sound effect. Whenever we get a black-owned business owner on here and they hiring, Oh, I you like know they're doing good. Jasmine, Will, welcome to the job fair. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, thank you
10: guys for having us.
3: Now, before we get into your company and what you all do for the people, um, I guess we, me and, me and JG done already told our Luke stories. So, you know, I'm not sure if Jasmine's old enough, but Will, Will got a little salt and pepper right there like me. So <laughs> okay. I think he might have a Luke story. Well, I'm going to say this,
10: you know, interrupt you real quick. Jasmine is my niece, so she got a Luke story. We're going to have to talk about it after this
2: is
4: over. (laughs) Jasmine, don't tell that story. (laughs) I might have a problem. Don't tell the story.
3: No, 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 no. You better not have no Rick Ross stories either. He's more current. I
5: love him. Really?
3: So I would
10: say, really quick, actually, this is before, you know, Uncle Luke was, you know, when he was still Luther Campbell. And he was DJing and um, doing things in right, Miami. My cousin by marriage was his DJ, a gentleman named by by the name of Tiny Head. That's what they called them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know the story behind that.
5: But um,
11: <laughs>
10: Tiny Head, who is now you know a pastor,
4: <laughs> of course he is.
10: <laughs> <laughs> All that sin and he saw. He better go find Jesus. <laughs> but uh, he shared, unfortunately, um, some stories that I'm not going to share with you today because I don't know what the statute of limitations is on some things. But it was, a wild, time in, it was uh, a wild time in the
3: 90s. It was a wild time, man. It was a consensual wild time. Let me add that. Consensual, as well. absolutely,
10: yeah. from what I hear.
3: Because I wasn't there either. I heard it as well.
10: So, Jasmine, my niece. Who am I love dearly?
9: Oh, my God.
10: Who am I love like my daughter? <laughs> Do you have an Uncle Luke story or Rick Ross, a pit bull?
9: Well,
4: I've actually met all of them only at Heat games, though. You know, you know not out. Only at Miami Heat games if they came or whatnot. And I can say that Donald, one of our um, employees, he actually coaches with one of the teams in uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. They coach football, okay. high school football. So he talks about Luke a lot and what he does for the community and what he does for the students and whatnot. So that's that's my extent. You know, I, I haven't been free do you know about that? that. But um,
10: of course not.
4: You know, you hear stories. he has it. I was worried tonight. You know, you hear stories. But, you know, pictures, you know, yeah, seems so like I a fun told, time. So but I, I was there. told. All, All right. Print. So
3: jasmine i know you're outside enjoying that wonderful wonderful florida breeze so we're gonna get you out of here because i know it's miami which means it's gonna rain in 20 minutes uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your company what is it that you all what, what's the situation here
4: So we're a black owned family run company um we're multifaceted. we started in commercial cleaning so that's where our home is and we branched out to a couple other things we also blend car care detailing products and we're only we're one of the only black companies that do that in the area so we're trying to put our detailing products out a lot of mobile car wash guys come and get their supplies from us and whatnot in the area so we're trying to push it out in miami broward my uh florida we're trying to get out bigger and better so
3: we're doing pretty good. So Will, talk to me a little bit about some of the positions that you all are hiring for right now. Man.
10: So some of the positions we have are cleaning services. We manage a number of contracts with the county and the city. Mm. clean the school buses. Uh, as children return to school, we were you know, blessed to win that contract. Uh, we clean the MTA buses. We clean uh, parks and recreation, all the parks, restrooms. We clean those, you know, uh, restrooms for all parks and recreation services within the County of Miami-Dade. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the positions that we're looking for. But at the same time, we're, as Jasmine mentioned, we're expanding. So nice. I would hate to deter someone for the, you know, that's not, not in accounting because as we expand, we can use people with accounting experience. Uh, so we're looking for, you know, you know those type of experiences, a comptroller, those type of things. So those are some of the positions. Now, Wait a
5: minute. Uh, when you need a controller, that means you making real money.
10: We do okay.
5: You are right. Oh, you do better than okay. JG, she
3: courtside at the Heat game with Rick Ross. <laughs> i know, <right>? <laughs> doing good. She
8: ain't met real Rick Ross good. in the fucking <laughs>
3: upper
4: concourse. <laughs> you do okay. You do okay. We're very thankful. We're very blessed for the opportunity that we have to give back to the community and what we're doing now, especially with COVID. Um, we got a call with the the parks to do that and to service our community. And we like to hire people who look like us and work in our community, low-income communities, and give them that opportunity to make a difference.
3: So let's stay in that pocket for a second, Jasmine. When you all are doing this work, is there a sense of pride that comes from being Black-owned and being able to give back? And was that always the company's mission or was it just self-survival at first?
4: Always the mission. Our owner, which is uh, William Berry Sr., that's uh, my uncle's dad that's my grandfather that was his mission to give people who might not have might have been looked over who might not have had a chance who have maybe come from a troubled background give those people a chance because everybody can turn over a new leaf everybody can revamp themselves so we wanted to give those people opportunity people who might not have worked in corporate or known different things try to teach them and try to better our community that's the only way we can do it is to get into it and to teach those persons to to keep the, the community going Put more money into it, let them have more knowledge to keep going. That's the only
10: way we can do it. Can uh, I jump in real quick? Uh, just so, add on. so at just a, a little bit about my father. At his start, he was a social worker. He was mm-hmm. a social worker for roughly 30 years, uh, worked for okay. a, a state organization called Division of Blind Services. Um, and once he retired in, he was 51, you know, that, you know, that urge to still give back to the community to do for other people, it was still in him. So when he started the company, the sense was, I want to be a part of the community to do for people, for communities, you know, historically disenfranchised communities, you know, what he's been able to witness people are not doing for them.
3: That's the crazy thing about working you know in social work and especially like defense attorneys and stuff you end up getting out of the system and figuring out a more efficient way to permeate to the people that actually need the help which the existence of your company is amazing but in a weird way it's also kind of an indictment of the system because mm-hmm. if he had been able to do what he wanted to do over those 30 years it would he would kick it back he should be somewhere off in Bermuda sipping my ties but he had to leave that for 30 years and come up with a whole new thing that god bless him for doing it because it seems to be getting the job done down there what's the name of the company i forgot we didn't even ask y'all the name of the company i'll let you discuss it jasmine called
4: able business services incorporated
3: okay able business services incorporated where can people go well here's the last question jasmine um i know for all the cleaning stuff you got to be local you got to be able to get down to south florida uh, but for some of the comptroller, some of the more electronic in the bookkeeping stuff, is that something remote or as the country opens back up, you all want to be able to see people and touch people because they're handling your money?
4: I believe because we are like we're small business oriented because we started so small. We grew vastly in uh, COVID-19. We're still very hands on. So I would like mm. to see that person in the office. And I wouldn't like that to be done remote as of now. I just wouldn't. I don't know what um, my grandfather's options are, but... No, that's the right
3: choice. You got to be able to put your hands... Some jobs, I got to put my hands on you. I want to see oh, them. You got to be able to smell their breath, <laughs> make sure they ain't out there drinking. I, I see what they look like, Roy. You know, down there at Goombe, drinking all night. I know a little bit about Goombe.
4: Okay. <laughs> I about
3: Goombe. I love oh the you So, all my classmates would skip school and go to... Go- Jacqueline, Goombe is like Caribbean Mardi Gras. I know that's a terrible oh. analogy, but...
4: It's a fun
3: time. It's off the chain. It's off the chain. They come back with conch fritters, putting them in the dorm Ooh. room, stanking up the dorm because they don't eat them all in the one night. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right.
3: well, where can people apply uh, to be a part of your company?
4: On our website, it's ablebusinessservices.com It's a tab that says join our team. You can go ahead and fill out the application right there. We're always reviewing applications. We're always doing interviews, trying to go bigger and better and make our company better.
3: All right, well, that's what's up. Well, thank you all so much for calling into the job fair. I wish you all nothing but the best. Uh, Brother Will, when I get down there to Coconut Grove to the Comedy Club, uh, tickets and drinks on me. Um, you know, Jasmine, I'm not sure if you old enough yet, so we'll see.
4: Yeah, I
3: am. I'll check with your uncle first.
4: Bingo.
3: <laughs> hey, Bingo. Family come beating my ass. So who gave Jasmine <laughs> them tickets?
4: That nigga 42.
5: Don't you be giving no tickets if it.
3: all right man y'all have a good one man thank thank you you for
5: the opportunity
3: respect thank y'all I like them they were good
5: nice people nice people making good money
3: you know a black person making money when they say I do right.
5: oh absolutely that's cold for yeah and you're right Sitting at the
3: heat game? Come on, man. Have you ever met Little Wayne and... Yes, I've met all of them at the heat game. All of them. I thought she was going to say one or two. She the youngest of everybody on the call. Yes, I've observed Birdman and Little Wayne in a recording session at a mansion on Celebrity Island next door to Madonna. I do all right.
5: You make
3: good money. Coming up after the break, you know who's coming up. The homie Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short. And we are going to get into ways that you can break the ice and scam it a week. This is the job fair.
0: at purdueglobal.edu
1: 16th minute of fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me jamie loftus and every week i take a closer look at an internet character of the day take the dress most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral asking everyone on the internet is this dress blue and black or white and gold but there's way more to this story than that The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized an already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day, it's an entire moment in time bottled in a little Well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Roy's Job Fair, we are back, J.G. Let's get into it, as we always do around this time. It's my favorite part of the program, where we... Give you an opportunity to learn a little something new about people of a different race in your workplace. And the only way to do that is to break the ice with a topic that that person may find interesting so that you all can have some common ground. To help us do that is our resident Black People, White Peopleologist. He is fully vaccinated from parts unknown. <laughs> he is Rod the number four short. Rod, how you doing this week, brother? I'm doing
8: amazing, man. Fully vaxxed, just like you said. And uh, ready to get back out in the old quote-unquote dating game. That's right. Oh, I'm, God. It's time. It's time for me to get some of those married women out of the house. Fully vaxxed and fully waxed. You know what I'm talking about?
3: No, Rod, I don't know what you're talking about. I never know what you're talking about. <laughs> I will never know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, you know what? While we're on that, uh, we just had um, a company on from Miami, and um, we spoke briefly about Uncle Luke. Have you um, ever met L- Luther Campbell or any of the Two Live Crew dancers from back in that back in that era?
8: I have. Working. I have indeed.
5: <laughs>
8: yeah, good times. Oh boy. Good times. I was I was a very young kid when those uh when those albums started to come out and I they changed my life. <laughs> it changed my whole
3: world, man. Yeah, I can see it's still affecting you to this day. What you sipping on, Rod?
8: <laughs> uh got a little kiwi strawberry juice and mango rum.
3: That don't even sound like alcohol at that point. That just sound like juice. <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll sneak
8: up on you I can't taste no liquor in it, and that's dangerous <laughs>
3: <laughs> alright give the people something to break the ice this week right uh,
8: white people what you want to be talking about right now the hottest thing in the black community is uh, the the PPP website hmm. a lot of people have, have, have just found it and just took it to social media you know uh, whoever got PPP loans is uh, is public public record. And you can go onto the website and search your zip code and find literally everybody in your area who got a PPP loan. And uh, we spent <laughs> the, part of the last couple of days finding out a <laughs> lot of people are about to go to prison. Oh, no. Because right up there with all the businesses, it's just like Rodriguez Jones. it is hilarious
3: (laughs) but it's a loan you have to pay it back why are you why do you think the government won't find you
5: because they're idiots (laughs) well you have to pay it back if you actually don't complete the paperwork so on the back end you have to complete paperwork and then you don't have to pay it back. But why yeah, they would they, do the they Yeah, they forgive the loan. They forgive the
8: loan if you use it for what it's supposed to be used for. But, you know, we, we've been finding out that a lot of your, your local friends who've been studying on the gram uh, <laughs> have not been bothered out of control because they've been hustling. What they did was uh, file a hair braiding on the porch, LLC, bullshit ass PPP loan. And that's where they got their Camara from and they're about to go down. <laughs> please if you can hear this go to that website and just type in your address your old neighborhood anywhere and just see all these people who are just getting it's it's ridiculous
3: this this is this is fascinating like there was a girl who said that she just did 20k and now she needs money to pay it back because she didn't already spend it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so then it's a conversation about fraud and you just go hey man you seen all that fraud going on with these ppp loans these people out here stealing all the money yeah ask
8: your ask your black co-workers if they got a ppp loan and they'll just take it from there because this is this know. has been a good time This I don't has been know if a if
3: good time. asking black people if they broke i don't know if you
8: Well, you don't have to be broke to get one. You just have to file the paperwork and then you can uh, go to prison. People forget that, you know, the government would allow you to kill people. They Mm -hmm. allow you to steal from people. Mm -hmm. But the government does not fuck around with their money. Your ass is going to jail. Think of all the murders they let Al Capone get away with. And they took that nigga to jail for
3: tax evasion. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, flip the script Black people,
8: uh, what you want to talk to with your, your white coworkers right now is uh, dogs, specifically Chinese dogs. Bark Lives Matter has made it to the Eastern world uh, A man in China went home to his apartment and there was a stray dog sitting in his parking space, so he got so out far, the car so and kicked the dog literally out of no. the parking space Went upstairs, and when he came back out to his car, a pack of dogs had torn his car to pieces. <laughs> and the, the dog he kicked out of the space when he got the homies, when he got his big cousins, <laughs> and they tore that dude's bumper off and did it up and everything. And the only reason he found out is because one of his neighbors sat out there and filmed the whole thing and decided to show it to him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What do you have, a convertible? Like how are dogs gnawing up a regular ass vehicle?
8: Well, you know, in China, they make things real cheap, including the cars. Oh,
9: my God. So
8: it it was probably just made out of paper mache and like fucking a bike chain and some paper clips.
3: (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Well, Rod, as always, thank you for coming aboard. And um, the podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. Hit Rod on all social media. Rod, the number four short, Rod for short. um, Good luck with applying for your PPP loan, brother. I know you're gonna try and sneak and get you about forty dollars. You you gonna try and figure out exactly how much (laughs) can I get without them coming for me (laughs) and scale it back by about twenty dollars.
8: No, I know better than that. The government, they want every penny. So I'm I'm going to let other people do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, Rod. We'll get at you next week, brother man. All
8: right. Bless up.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you as always to Rod. Scam of the week time now. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of different scams on this show, JG. You know, mm-hmm. this is the part of the show where we invite You know, the Job Fair listener, this is the people show. I've said that a million times already. It is. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. Any hustle you used to run, any hustle that you have seen, just come on and tell us about it, assuming that the statute of limitations has passed. Please. Uh, Don't call up here dry snitching and have them pulling my audio like they do that Vlad TV (laughs) motherfucker off YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> Every time a rapper get on that show, yeah, I kill and murder. And then the feds come take that audio, and that 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 ain't what I want. Um But it's some stuff that people say is a scam that I think is actually not a scam and is legit. Um what world where are we going into today? What
5: world are we exploring? We are actually going to talk about retirement scam. and the impact.
3: Scam. <laughs>
5: retirement <laughs> scam.
3: is not a scam. Really. Scam. You never retire. They're tricking you. They're People tricking you retire. into saving money for when you don't work no more. And all you're going to do is ever work because you love work.
5: You love work. People retire. OK.
3: okay. Break it down for me. Then. Who, who's who's on the show to break down the world of retirement?
5: We're going to talk to Richard and Mark. And we're going to talk about the importance of retirement and what it is as it relates to employment. And we're going to talk about saving for that retirement and also investing for that retirement. Because okay. it's going to happen, Roy. You will retire as well.
3: I'm never going to retire. I'm going to die on stage. And I'm still <laughs> going to charge people a two drink minimum. Just so you know. Okay. That, let me say that on the record. If I die, y'all still got to pay for the ticket ain't no refund i was on stage uh richard mark (laughs) welcome to the job fair first up richard hello what's going on what's going on so we can identify some voices mark what's going on with your brother
12: hey roy how you doing good to see you brother
3: i'm good i'm good now mark and i full disclosure we've chopped it up a couple times Mm -hmm. uh that's a good man i've been able to share a little bit of cognac with this brother uh jg i know Nice. Mark handles a lot of different um, investment funds. Is that a fair way to say it without putting it right on the nose?
12: Well, um, I, I, I manage uh, portfolios for, for clients that have money go. to invest in there the markets. Go. And I help you invest it and make sure it's around for retirement or any other goal you have that you're trying to I achieve. I just want to make sure
3: people know that you know about the shit that you about to say and that I did, didn't call some dude I met at the club. <laughs> nah, 20,
12: 20 years 20 years 20 years on wall street
11: yeah all
12: and you know, have to do it, it,
11: it, it's interesting what he said he said he invests money for people to have money so if you're broke this is not the conversation for you.
3: <laughs> well but you know what mark was telling me though no well hang on but let's get to richard first now richard you're an attorney now in what quadrant of finance do you operate
11: so so I have a lot, I deal with small businesses, so everything from inception. So when you start your small business, you want to be a corporation, the LLC, to shareholder agreements, operating agreements, to business litigation, you know, business is like a marriage. So when it's time for a divorce,
12: Uh-oh.
6: I handle
11: that. Uh, so I, and I also sit on a community uh, development fund, um, which is a, a not-for-profit bank. So I lend to, I, I'm, I'm part of the loan committee and we lend to, to small businesses as well.
3: So you are there to make sure that these small businesses get the capital that they need to get started. And then you're the one when people decide to make that pivot into starting their own business, that the paperwork is straight and that the money is laid out right.
11: That's right. Exactly. I'm your protector.
3: Okay, so then let's get right into it. Mark, let's talk retirement and why it's not a scam and why people actually will eventually stop working and why they should have money in their back pocket
12: yeah so retirement is definitely uh not a scam because it's something that most companies um is, is one of the largest benefits you can have by working with any employers your retirement package so um it's it's something for you to take advantage of because it's money that the company mo- most of the time will match you dollar for dollar up to four to six percent of what you uh, of your salary and they'll match you dollar for dollar And what's nice about putting away money in your retirement is it's money that you would have been taxed on if Mm -hmm. you didn't put it in your retirement account. So um, if you're making one hundred thousand dollars a year, you're taxed on one hundred thousand dollars a year. If you put thirty thousand dollars away in a 401k plan, that's thirty thousand dollars less you get taxed on um, uh, that year. Uh, There are uh, uh, maximum contributions that you can make. Uh, but if you put in, you know, your max contribution of around seventeen thousand plus your employer's match, if you're over fifty years old, there's also a catch-up provision to allow you to put even more away than um, everybody else, so you can catch up to in case you, you started late. So these are all th- these are all things that allow you to lower your tax liability at the end of the year um, and, and invest for your future. Um, the average return of this of a portfolio um, over ten years is around seven to eight percent. So we like to say is about seven to eight years, your money should double um, mm-hmm. or so. And so uh, based upon that, on those figures, because of compounding. <laughs> and so it's not a scam because your money is going to grow with the market. You look at the, what the market did last year and now, it's, it's, it's gone up quite a bit depending on what investments you have. But the S&P 500 made over 20 percent. So, you know, you had some money in your 401k plan, that money's up 20 percent, you know, over the last 12 months.
3: Yeah, and just,
11: oh, just, to ahead, add to that, just to add to that, you know, there's if you, if you, if you, like I work in small businesses, they're, you know, entrepreneurs, right? So they don't have a, an employer to match funds. So if you have your own business, how do you save for retirement? And you really need to think about it. Consulting a financial planner would, would be a good idea because at the end, you got to figure out when do I want to retire? Do I want to work for 20 years and then. I'll retire and let's say well, let's say you live to the average age you live to is 78. So let's say I want to retire at 60, right? So I'll, and I'll live for 18, 20, or 20 more years after mm-hmm. that. How much money do I want to have for those next 20 years each year? Let's say I want to have $100,000. So I'll need $100,000 every year for 20 years. So I'll need, you know, a $2 million retirement fund. And so, so you start backwards when it when it comes to that you start from when you want to retire okay. how much you want to retire with and then you start planning so and then that goes into all type you can do and you diversify real estate investments uh entrepreneurship is the fast track to to being you know uh, building wealth whole life insurance where you can basically have life insurance for your family and you can there's an investment component to it so i can i can pay my life insurance for mm-hmm. five. I can have a half a million dollar policy, pay five hundred dollars a month. Two hundred and fifty goes towards the policy, two fifty goes towards investments. I can borrow from that money. I can use that money as, in, as my own, you know, uh, cash advancement. Let's say I want to start another business, or I can keep that money in a whole, whole life. So there's a number of different ways in which you, as an entrepreneur, can retire.
5: Now, Richard, in the, the black community, there's been a stigma around. Uh, whole life insurance? How do you get us over that hurdle?
11: Oh, it's all about education. It's, we do wills, trust in and state, So I help people uh, basically what we call asset protection. Mm-hmm. So I help people p- protect their money from the government by putting it in, into a trust, right? So they separate their money from them. They separate their assets from them. So the government, creditors, child support, your wife, your ex-husband, they can't attack <laughs> your assets. So it's yeah. all... It's all about talking to the right people and about getting that particular uh, information and education. So look, people want to sell you life insurance. Talk to the people who work for the big life insurance companies. They want to talk to you. They, they want to sell you life insurance. Talk to three of them, three at least three of them, and get an understanding of how life insurance works. Go online, YouTube it. But the, the thing is, people have to have access to the information, get the information. It's out there and do your due diligence. And, and Mark and I had this com- uh, co- uh, conversation real quick, because to, to your point, Roy, you can get scammed in retirement. Bernie mm.
9: Madoff,
11: $50 ah. billion, dollars. These are sophisticated people who, who got scammed. Right? So sure. Mark and I had this conversation and we said, well, how do you avoid getting scammed? So go with c- companies that have been around for a hundred years. Bernie Madoff has not been around for a hundred years. So you go with these bigger companies.
3: It's li- unlikely to get get scammed. Um so Mark, when we talk investing, it's c- everything you all are saying and and this and I and I of course I'm joking when I call retirement a scam, but what I'm saying when I refer to retirement in a scam sense, it's that it's this idea that While you are presently struggling and you are presently trying to make ends meet, you are also being told by someone, save a little bit for later. I'm starving today. I'm struggling today. Mm. My bills are due today. But within that, I feel like we have been sold this idea that or at least when I've been on both sides of the red and black in terms of tax brackets. Right when you are struggling to get to the next meal, there's this idea that you don't have enough to save. So retirement and investing, that's all seen as pie in the sky. How do we get people past that? Because even if you making $12 a day, you can still try to figure out a way to set something aside. How do we get through to those people?
12: Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. And, you know, I think that, with the democratization of Wall Street that's happened over the last 20 years with companies like Robinhood, uh, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, the list goes on. All these firms now, and these companies you can join as this $12 an hour uh, individual and open an account and trade in the stock market for free. That never used to be the case for the last 100 years plus of the Wall Wall Street existing. In the last 10, 15 years now, And then over the last two years, all these companies are now saying we're going to do free trading. And so if you open an account with twenty five dollars, fifty dollars, you can start to put away money in an index fund. Very simple. S&P 500 is one of them. And every single time you have twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, you know, give up, give up that, you know, that blunt for the week. Put that in your retirement account give up that that dip for the, you know that, that that you about to get put in you your want to hit account. this
3: blunt? Nah, brother. Yeah. I got to
12: invest
3: Apple <laughs> is dropping the new M1 chip MacBook Pro and the stock is going to go up. You got to be up on these tricks Yeah. Sorry to cut you.
12: Look, I'm telling you, man, it's it's these it's like it's like working out, man. Everyday matters right? If you can't you don't just go to start being some buff person off the bat. Off the rep, you got to go and go to the gym every day, work out for a half hour. And the same thing has, is with investing. It is a habit. It's a lifestyle. You got to, if, Once you start doing it, it becomes addictive. You start putting away twenty dollars a week. All of a sudden, maybe it's fifty dollars a week. Next, the following year, and, all, and then you'll start to see with compounding and the, the market going up, all that money you put in will uh, will start to grow. There's an interesting mountain chart that I, I saw when I first uh, started on Wall Street. Where if you put ten thousand dollars in 1960, in 2010 that money would be worth $1.7 million if you had never put another diamond because mm-hmm. of compounding. The market just compounds on itself. It's one of the freaks in nature when it goes comes to investing is that you put $100 and it goes up 10%, you got $110. Okay. It goes up another 10%. You don't have $120. Your 10% went up on $110, not on the original 100. So if the market keeps going up, your money will grow at an exponential rate because of compounding. So, to answer your question, again, start off small. If you don't have it, do $5, do $10. With with these index funds, you can do that small amount of, of uh, purchases for your retirement or any other savings goal you may have. But the thing is, is to get in the habit and to start changing your spending habits. If you don't have any money to buy food, you got to buy food first. Absolutely. and mm-hmm. your example, retirement is not for you at that point. But at some point when you have a little extra or if there's something you could do to save a little bit more, that's when, you know, comes to savings. But, you know, you can't do any of that without taking care of home and making sure, you know, you're feeding your family for sure.
3: He's saying don't turn up, J.G. That's what he just told y'all.
12: <laughs> you know what? You he know
3: told you don't have fun.
11: <laughs> also,
3: so, look, putting your money underneath
11: your mattress because you don't trust banks. We got to get out that happen. All right. Yes. You're not making any money. It's nope. called inflation. $100 this year is not the same as next year. It's going to be worth $97. Stop putting your money in the mattress. Mm-hmm. For folks who use check cashing places, those are no good because they take a percentage of your money. Right. So we, we got to be smart about our money. I mean, the black, black folks, we are a trillion dollar economy and we don't, we, we're not showing it because we got to educate ourselves. The information is out there. We got to educate ourselves about money. Bottom line.
5: Okay, yes, Mar- I have one thing but- for Mark. Mark, we watch you on CNBC. Tell us, what are your thoughts about cryptocurrency?
12: My thoughts are I wish I bought more of it. Uh, <laughs> because the damn thing is rocking it off. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is like, listen, cryptocurrency is, um, I don't know if you, want, you heard about the story about Usher giving out fake Usher dollars in the strip club. I mean, very similar to crypto is that you came up with some fake, dollar that, mm-hmm. th- that no one ever heard of. Say that some dude in Asia came up with this way to put your money in. It just grows because people just want to keep buying this crypto because there's only a certain amount of crypto and it's better than gold because you don't know how much gold there is, but you definitely know how much crypto is. And because of that, this is supply demand so just layered. goes up. And so my whole thing is, is that if one day the Chinese government breaks into this blockchain and steals all your money, what are you going to do? If the US federal the US federal government said we don't have anything to do with this crazy currency y'all invested in but buyer beware we'll let y'all do what you want to do so if it was my hard hard earned money I'm not putting a lot of money in this thing because you don't know one day you wake up and all of a sudden the Russians done damn hacked the blockchain and your <laughs> money's gone there is no one for you to sue besides besides your dumb ass self because you, you, you know that is the risk of going into a, a digital currency that has no country backing it when you have a dollar in a bank account there is fdic insurance you do not have that in crypto nah. and so you're taking a risk is it going up sky you. high yes it's going up sky high but if it goes down 100 are you gonna be okay i hear you
5: mark i so that's understand the you got where to ask you're going me, ask yourself I hear you. I understand where you're going. I made a little change today in crypto, so I'm not upset about it.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you made about 5%. Yeah, I made a Uh, little change today. Not bad for a day. Not bad for a day. But uh, but, I mean, go ahead.
3: um, I'll get you all out of here um, on this question, Richard, because you essentially for what you do. With finance, you have a front row seat to a lot of people that make the decision to walk away from the nine to five and pivot into whatever it is that they believe is their destiny mm-hmm. in terms of being their own boss. What is the biggest mistake that you think entrepreneurs make when they go off into the vast unknown? By oh, themselves? man,
11: it's been all day on this. But here the real the quickest mistake is not claiming any money uh on their tax return so in other words when they fill out their tax return they write everything off and at the end of the day they say they make zero because so they don't want to pay uncle sam any dollars now of course you can do that perfectly legal because you can deduct business expenses and it could be perfectly legal that you you know deducted everything off including your, your cat's haircut whatever it is right but the point is when you try to go out and borrow somebody you want to buy a house you want a line of credit for your business, right? And you say you make money, right? You live a comfortable life. The bank is going to look at that and say, how are we going to lend you money when you make zero? And you're going to be like, nah, no, 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 no. I, I make money. Well, it's
3: not on paper. We got to see it on paper. Yeah, but so it's So people expensive. need to... It's expensive. So give me the money. <laughs> I mean, uh, give me the money.
11: <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because people will expense anything. I'm telling you that but they all types of stuff, they'll, they'll expense but if you're going to use other people's money, you got to show that you make some money whatever. It could be $25,000 a year so you pay less taxes. Or 15,000, but you have to show you make some money mm-hmm. if you're going to go to the bank and ask them for some, you know, for their money. So I think that's the most important thing that people need to learn is that you can't write everything off and then seek other people's money.
3: Can I start a business with the money I made off of my crypto that I'd skip paying rent on? <laughs> Absolutely, but I gotta tell you, I've never seen the, not, I, you.
11: Never even see crypto money. You hear about people making it, but you never actually see the dollars. So, I, I mean, were you able to? Were you able to cash your money out at any point in time,
3: Jacqueline? It ain't real money till I see a stripper dancing under it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking um, about. If it don't fold no. or jingle, you know, if
11: like like coming to America, if it, can't, if it don't fold or jingle, I, you know, it ain't real money. If it don't
3: wait, you throwing coins in the club? Oh, you are so disrespectful. <laughs> I know you meant gold. I know you meant jewelry. Uh, where can people go? Uh, if not to where, if not directly to you gentlemen, just give us a couple of resources where people can go to um, to get more information on retirement and financial literacy and life insurance and just all of that stuff.
11: I think... You know, obviously, I'm not here to pitch for uh, any of the big life insurance companies, but certainly you can find out, you know, New York Life, MetLife. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they have agents all over the place. Um, a quick Google search uh, for, um, you know, how to invest. You'll, you'll get a lot of YouTube hits. There's so much information out there, and there's so many people of color, Black folks, who are giving out this information, who understand the stock market, whole life insurance. I mean, straight up. If you just do a Google search for what you're looking for, you'll have a wealth of knowledge uh, there. So it's not just one place to get the information to get it. We live in the greatest time of all because you have literally information and money at the at, the, at your fingertips. The access is at your fingertips.
12: Yeah, I would say that if you're going to go and, 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 and want to find out more about retirement, you know, the easiest thing to do is, is, is just turn on the television and start watching CNBC because you're going to pick up stuff just by having mm-hmm. it as background noise. Um, to be, to be honest with you, um, and it, 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 it won't make no sense at the beginning by, by month six, you'll, you'll be putting things together pretty quickly. If you're putting it on, just having background noise all day. Uh, and the other thing is just open, uh, an account and start investing. Cause you will learn by doing, um, if you're just going to talk about it and pray about it, that ain't going to work. You just start, go ahead and start mm-hmm. putting that $20 in every week and and buy a simple index fund. And then you will, you will start to get more curious and want to learn about, oh, why, why my account went up you know, 20% last, last month. You know? And then you'll start to be more curious because you'll see your money making money. And I think that's – it's almost like I, I don't want to compare investing to gambling, but you could talk about gambling all day. Until you get to the blackjack table, nothing else matters. You know, you'll learn at the table. Uh, you'll learn at the poker table, whatever. you got to be in it. you got to learn. You know, uh, How does it feel like to lose money? How does it feel like to gain money? How much risk do I want to take? because I lost all this money in the future because all these experiences will change your behavior and how you invest and so you got to do it and stop just talking about it go ahead and get some action open an account and get started. Yeah, and I
11: would also say first other one, one thing you should do, pay yourself always pay yes. yourself you
3: paycheck, make sure you pay yourself Alright man, well Richard St. Paul Mark Christian Smith thank y'all so much for coming on the scam of the week and proving that something oh, not really yes. a scam and Totally fucking up the segment, but it's cool. You know, it, it is what it is, you know. I should have just hung up in y'all face. Need some good brothers. Uh, as always, thank y'all so much, Richard. I'm gonna reach man. out to you, man. I got to get my LLC stuff straight. I got a couple other things I'm trying to um, get together on the side. And apparently, Jacqueline gonna make some of this Bitcoin money and bounce too. <laughs> hey, I'll get you straight as an arrow, brother. Just at me. Yeah, teach me how to hide this money offshore.
5: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cut that. Man, We're man. cutting that. <laughs> uh,
12: I was going to say, make sure when you uh, cash out that Bitcoin money, you save your money for taxes because the tax man going to follow you. Yeah, Mark,
5: Mark, I am diversified. 30% of my portfolio is risky. I'm good over here. But if I need help, I'm going to call you and Richard. Uh, all right, now.
3: I don't even know nope. what none of that means. I got to get my shit together. I'm a father. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, gentlemen.
0: Thank you. Take care.
5: Roy. Bye-bye.
3: Appreciate it. Bye. Let me find out your ass got 40,000 in Bitcoin. <laughs> why, why my voice turned like that? As soon as they hung up, I turned into like the, the crazy boyfriend. <laughs> what do you mean you got money? <laughs> right. Tell them that dude you got money.
5: I made some money today. I'm not going to tell your story. I'm appreciative. Uh, Thank y'all.
3: <laughs> well, that's the show. Thank you as always to all our for calling in. Yes. Jacqueline. Yes. Uh, you are amazing. You are the white Thank blood cells you. that make sure that this show stays healthy and that the integrity of it is always top notch. Um, I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, I'm gonna go through some more of these. Let me co-host emails. We might okay. just have an adventure. Oh, not right now. Not next month. Oh, I have road dates you know what yes. I'm not even going no why
5: not just Roy, oh no tell Roy, us
3: roywoodjr.com no, oh I don't my gosh
5: at least the first one tell us the first no. one come on
3: Connecticut, Jersey, Rhode Island
5: just bingo go
3: there go to the website what's on there
5: yeah we're going this
3: has been a Comedy Central Podcast
1: 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me Jamie Loftus and every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously. And that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute